Hello, everybody. This is Stephanie Hansen. I am actually on the road and traveling, so I thought I would check in with you from the first leg of my trip, which is actually in Boston. I came out here for a girl's trip with my sister, and we stayed in the Back Bay, which is a part of Boston where there's a lot of shopping and a lot of walking around, a lot of restaurants. I'd highly recommend the area that we stayed. We got a VRBO, and it was very nice, very convenient. This is a very easy town to get around. There's a lot of walking. There is also great like Uber and Lyft transportation is very easy to find, plus there is a subway and um, there are bikes though it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of well-lit bike areas except for maybe one that we saw so I was a little intimidated to get on a bike in this town but they certainly are here Um, We came on a Thursday and it is Sunday morning and we're getting ready to pack out. I would say that you can do Boston in two days solid. If you are on a girl's trip um, and you can only go for a couple of days, Boston's a great city to do it. The first day we worked hard to find the Freedom Trail, which is sort of ironic because once you realize that it's marked with this like brick road, then you can follow it easier. But we were with our maps, with our Googles, and it turned out we were on the Freedom Trail, but kind of in the middle of it. So it was confusing. But once we got oriented, we were able to walk the three and a half mile trail. And it's a great way to see the city. It is going to take you past, I think there are 16 sites and really walk you through the story of the American Revolution, walk you through who was Paul Revere, who was John Adams, um, some of the founding fathers of our Constitution. And that's really fun to go through. You also have the opportunity to, uh, at USS Constitution, get on that. And that is a giant three-masted ship that you can tour. Each of the places that you go along the Freedom Trail are well-marked with stories. You can walk to the top of the obelisk that is in Bunker Hills Park is I believe the name of it and it was 294 steps up. We started up the stairs but about I don't know probably honestly about five percent of the way in we were like meh there's not even windows to look out so let's just not keep doing this. Lots of great shopping in Boston. There are all of the major retailers but then also a lot of little shops and a thousand places to get a pedicure or a manicure or a facial if you're into that. We did get blowouts at a place called uh, Dry Bar, which I've had good experiences with in Las Vegas. And here the experience was not as great, but you know, I think these are all franchise owned, so it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get. We ended up having to wait for 45 minutes. Um, Let's get on to the food because honestly, I've eaten so much here. I'm still full and I think I'll be full for the next three days. Um, My sister wanted to come and have chowder everywhere she went. So we were on a mission to have good clam chowder. And what you find is chowder is variable. Some places it's like super thick and kind of rooey and that like you might see out of a bag actually. And then other places it's thinner and a little more soupy and not as stewy. And then finally, probably last night at Legal Seafood uh, Harborside was the most quintessential clam chowder that was thick enough, not too thin, lots of clams. It had sherry in it too, which kind of reminds me of when you have a lobster bisque or you have a lobster soup. And it was good. Probably the best meal we had was at a place called The Daily Catch. And it was in Little Italy. And it was a small place. There were about 20 seats. And there was a cook, a dishwasher, and a waiter. And that was who ran the restaurant. They served you your wine in plastic cups, your water in plastic cups. 
but they had really delicious seafood with fresh made pasta. We had fettuccine with blackened um, squid ink noodles that were really delicious. And then we had just regular noodles with scallops, shrimp, broccoli, red pepper flakes, olive oil, probably a little wine. And we just ate so much. I don't know. We just kept eating. It was so good. So that felt, we ate at like probably 2.30. So by the time dinner came, we weren't even really hungry. So my sister and I have been eating a lot of clam chowder and splitting like a Caesar salad and then eating some raw bar items or having like we had a sushi roll last night. Good food in in Boston. I will say we went to the, it was called the Oyster Bar and Island Creek Oyster Bar. And that was the big sort of recommendation of, you know, five stars, great neighborhood spot. And it was all right. I got a lobster roll. And honestly, the lobster roll at Smack Shack was a thousand times meatier. Um, The bread was griddled better. I just like those lobster rolls. I think they do such a great job. None of the lobster rolls that we saw here were like overflowing with lobster. They kind of pulverize it and over chop it in my opinion. So that was a little interesting that probably the best lobster roll that I've had is still in the Twin Cities. We had, what else? I, I mean, drink wise, we've had some good drinks. But it was like nothing to write home about. We had a fried seafood platter one day, which we knew we shouldn't have, but we did anyway. And that was delicious. I would say that food wise, you know, it's good. You're eating a lot of the seafood, but probably the best food we've had has been in Little Italy in that north end. We went to another place um, that was called Cassiasone, I think, C-A-S-S-I-C-O-N-N-E. Smaller place in Little Italy, again, about probably 20 tables. So maybe it's a 50 person restaurant. Um, But great lobster filled raviolis in a cream sauce that was real delicious. And um, some really nice Pinot Grigio actually. So we had a nice lunch there. I think if I was here, I would walk the Freedom Trail. The Freedom Trail walks you right into Little Italy. It walks you right by Faluli Square. Um, Copley Square is close to where we stayed in the back bay. So you can just walk and shop and then eat and walk that Freedom Trail. And you've really seen a lot of Boston. We didn't get over to the Harvard area. Um, There's shopping over there too, Harvard Square. We just didn't make it over there. And we spent a little bit of time on the harbor walking. Um, But there's a lot of marinas. And it's not like you can really access the water in the same way that you would think you can. It's it's a busy waterway. And if you're in a marina, that's fine. There is an area where there's some patio decks, but it's not like at home where you're just kind of walking right along, along the water. Um, so that's really been Boston. Um, I My sister's over here. She's giving me the no, I'm not talking sign. Um, so we've had a good time, but we're ready to head out. What I'll do now is I'm going to the airport and believe it or not, I'm flying to the Twin Cities and then I have a layover there and then I fly to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where Kurt has been in the Wonder Bread van. We are going to be taking a van trip out to California. It's 2,500 miles out there and 2,500 miles home. We're in a 1972 Dodge Explorer, X-P-L-O-R. I love the way they spell that. So yeah, van and he has rehabbed it. And I say rehabbed it because he's done a ton of work, but it's still a 1972 van with all of its problems and issues. So we'll have to see if we make it. Honestly, we think we will, but you don't know. 
And we've sort of packed with the idea of what if we had to abandon some things along the way. We brought like our crappier bikes and our crappier hiking boots and sort of all of that in case we have to abandon the van, which he swears he's not going to at this point. But who knows if it's crapped out on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. He's been in the van for a few days. He's gone to Sturgis. He's in um, the Black Hills right now. He went to Warren, Minnesota, where the UFO sighting was by the, I don't remember what the story was. It's like a um, policeman or a highwayman saw a UFO and followed it. So he went and visited that site. We haven't really talked a lot because I've been in Boston, but we're going to be picking up the van. We'll be in South Dakota for two nights, actually at a historic lodge. So lucky me. I go right from this nice VRBO to the historic lodge for a couple days, but then we're back in the van and we're heading out, heading out west driving. We're going to stop at campsites and do some hiking and we end up going to a wedding in California and then we turn around and come home and I'll be back in my seat at the weekly dish on October 5th. And in the meantime, I'll be checking in with you along the way, giving you information about traveling, cooking on the road. I have my scan pan in the van. I have a cast iron skillet and I've got a lot of these vintage camping dishes that I bought that are super cute, but we'll see how they uh, actually function other than just being Instagram worthy, if you know what I mean. Kurt uh, did the revan- revamp of the van. He made curtains. We have little throw pillows. It is actually really cute in there. So if you're interested in following along, you can follow us on Instagram at wonderbreadvan. I'll also be posting at Stephanie's Dish and at Weekly Dish as we go along on the great van adventure of 2020 as we head out into the great west into lots of areas that I haven't been yet. So we're going to go through Montana. I think we might end up going through Idaho, um, potentially Colorado again, which I've been through a lot, but that's where we're headed. So I will check in with you along the way. Have a great week. <music>